0: From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. A A speaking tour claiming to, quote, let women speak, has been at the centre of disturbing scenes across Australia. In Melbourne, neo-Nazis stood on the steps of Victorian Parliament and openly performed the Nazi salute. While in Canberra last week, Senator Lydia Thorpe was tackled and held to the ground by police as she tried to protest the tour. So, who is the British woman touring Australia provoking these scenes? Contributor to the Saturday paper and co-editor of the book Nothing to Hide, Voices of Trans and Gender Diverse Australia, Sam Elkin, on the woman who calls herself Posey Parker. It's Monday, March 27. Sam, just over a week ago, there was a protest, as well as a counter-protest, at Victorian Parliament And that protest was notable for several reasons, but I think the thing that shocked a lot of people was the presence of of far-right extremists, so neo-Nazis who openly performed the Nazi salute. Tell me about what happened.
1: Yeah, well, it was a strange day. It was a very hot Melbourne day uh, when we all got together and there were kind of ragtag bunches of loosely aligned people. There were plenty of anti-fascist protesters there with uh, red flags and printed-out signs and things like that. There were plenty of people from the trans and gender-diverse community, lots of them in N95 masks and, you know, trying to be safe while being on a rally. All right, the And on the other side, there was... About 30 or so women, an eclectic bunch, um, many of whom looked like kind of surfy types or people that might hang out in Nimbin, for example, you know, like an eclectic crew of people.
0: I will not be silenced!
1: And then there were, you know, the really disturbing group of black-clad Nazis from the National Socialist Network.
0: These are the guys that were doing the Hail Hitlers and facing off against the uh, activists from the other
1: side and members of anti. Come in, you Come in, you communist! So, a unusual grouping of people.
0: <laughs> and so this protest actually came about because of a, a UK-based activist. She calls herself Posey Parker. Her real name is Kelly J keane Minshall and she's here in, in Australia on tour can you tell me about her and and what it is that she's trying to do? Uh, but I'm just going to stand up on those steps and I'm going to
1: wave at all the boys that have come today. I'm going to say hello, boys, to those lovely... Yes, uh, well, Keane Minchell is a well-known UK-based far-right provocateur. She's been known to post very Islamophobic and racist tweets uh, before, but really her main game is focusing on the trans and gender diverse community.
0: We can speak to Kelly J. Keene Minshill, founder of the women's rights organization Standing for Women.
1: Kelly J. Keane
0: made headlines in 2018 with a billboard which bore the definition of a woman, adult,
1: human, female. She's called for our community to be sterilized, She's accused trans women in particular of stealing women's spaces and of people providing gender-affirming health care of mutilating children. Uh, she's a part of a group called Hands Across the Aisle which aims to connect anti-trans radical feminists. Um, you might have heard of them referred to as TERFs or trans-exclusionary radical feminists. And she aims to connect these people with conservative Christian anti-LGBTQ groups. So... That's really what her mission was here in Australia.
0: Mm. And can you talk me through in a little bit more detail what her agenda and the agenda more broadly of of the anti-trans movement really is? Because as you know, she's calling her to this let women speak to her and she's presenting herself as someone who is an advocate for women. But what's really going on here?
1: Yeah, well, I've done a lot of reflecting on that because it is hard for me to know what her real agenda is. But certainly she uses the fig leaf of feminism to target and vilify the trans and gender diverse community. And I would say particularly focusing on transgender women. She's focused her attacks on the issue of trans women in women's toilets, which has become a completely toxic issue in the United Kingdom She wants to see a world in which people do not have access to gender-affirming healthcare. I think she would agree with that. But the other more disturbing things that she said, calling for us to be sterilised, for example, I mean, this is moving into eugenics territory. So I would say that her agenda is quite nefarious and goes beyond so-called protecting women's spaces and calling for um, people like us not to exist anymore.
0: And the Victorian protest, that was just sort of one stop for her, wasn't it? Can you tell me about what else we've seen across the country?
1: Yeah, so she joined the speaking tour in Sydney on the 11th of March. And similarly, it was joined by uh, counter-protesters, so trans rights protesters and people who are concerned about the rights of fascism were all in attendance. And, um, you know, she courts controversy wherever she goes. In the States, there have been examples of Keane Minchel's, you know, rallies being attended by Nazis. So this is certainly not um, an unusual thing to happen to her. This is part of her playbook. She's here to, you know, create a lot of noise. And it's really disturbing that anti-trans campaigners who uh, came down to Melbourne the other day. Uh, didn't seem to be that concerned by the fact that Nazis were performing the um, SIG HAL on the steps of Parliament. You know, these are the kind of moments in life where they're genuinely jaw-dropping. You know, this is the kind of thing that you never expect to see in Australia. And the fact that they were not only not calling them out, you know, they had a PA system and a microphone there and they had every opportunity to say, you know, thanks but no thanks, you're not welcome here, we'd please like you to leave they didn't say anything like that. In fact, some of the women who were there for the anti-trans um, rally and to see Keen Minshew were taking selfies, you know, in front of the Nazis. So it's terrifying and I think it's rightly gotten everybody to wake up and, and see some of the threats that are occurring in this country.
0: Yeah, and so can we talk a bit more about how these two groups have found themselves on the same side, how this intersection of ideologies works where you have far-right extremists and anti-trans campaigners standing together publicly? How how has that happened and, and what does it reveal to you about what it is they really want?
1: Yeah, well, one thing that they have in common is that both groups have very strict notions of what a man and what a woman is, and they're very interested in policing and upholding those boundaries. Obviously, when you've got neo-Nazi ideology, it's very patriarchal, um, very focused on upholding the role of the man as the provider and the protector and presumably the woman to be, you know, at home (laughs) cooking the food and doing the traditionally feminine tasks. So, you know, I could see why Nazis would be attracted to anti-trans ideology. And of course, it's difficult, honestly, to even talk about. But when you look at the 20th century, there's a terrible history of what happened to um, so-called degenerates during the Second World War and the legacy of the Pink Triangles. The Nazis wanted to create a new elite, and they wanted to breed it. The state could not tolerate any pluralism, and a sexual diversion was considered heresy. Magnus Hirschfeld's Institute for Sexology who himself was a Jewish left-wing gay man his institute was violently attacked by Nazi youth and over 20,000 books precious irreplaceable books about trans and gender diverse experiences about the experiences of sexual minorities gay and lesbian communities you know research which the world will never see again um, was lost as a result of Nazi book burnings The persecution of the gay the annihilation experiment is like a dress rehearsal for the later mass murder and mass persecution of huge groups of population, mostly the Eastern European Jews. So the Nazis certainly have a long and checkered history of targeting sexual and gender minorities. So this is nothing new in that sense. I think what it shows is that anti-trans rights activists like Keene Mitchell are prepared to work with anybody to get airtime and to advance her really conservative right-wing agenda. And I think a lot of far-right groups across the world, particularly in places like the US, the UK and here in Australia at the moment, are looking for a common cause. You know, we've had the end of the lockdowns and the anti-vax debate has kind of shifted or or gone away now and they're looking for people to target and unfortunately for the trans community we're up right now you know we're a community that is very small we don't really have that many platforms to express ourselves and the idea that we are somehow a threat to society as we know it is both absurd and terrifying when you're on the other side of that.
0: We'll be back in a moment. For longtime editor Winnie Dunn, there were a few rules she followed when
1: writing her debut novel.
0: I really don't subscribe to writing for the sake of, you know, trauma dumping or getting your trauma out. That's what a therapist is for. Please, <laughs> please go see a therapist. We're very pro-therapy
1: on yeah! <laughs> if, that's, if
0: that's what you're using writing for. I'm Michael Williams, and on this week's very therapeutic episode of Read This, I chat with Winnie Dunn. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: As a a 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for the Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive the Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer.
0: The woman who is likely the world's best-known children's author is defending herself against growing accusations of transphobia. This is J.K. Rowling, the creator of Harry Potter, of course. Some on both the left and the right sides of the political spectrum argue that trans rights are a threat to women's rights. Just how dangerous is it to be transgender in the UK? There are people who have opposed this bill uh, that cloak themselves in women's rights to make it acceptable. But... Just as they're transphobic, you will also find that they're deeply misogynist, often homophobic, possibly some of them racist as well. So we're talking about this kind of organised and growing anti-trans movement. Where did it begin? What are the conditions that are allowing it to flourish? And, and how is it being introduced in Australia? Where is it coming from?
1: Mm. Well, in terms of where it began from the sort of anti-trans radical feminist or turf perspective. People like Sheila Jeffries, for example, who's a retired University of Melbourne academic who lived here in Melbourne for a long time. Her career was focused on denigrating the trans community. She's written multiple books targeting trans women in particular. So she's a big part of the ideological history of this movement. Um, Janice Raymond in the United States in 1979 published a really famous book, The Making of the Transsexual Empire. They're the kind of, some of the ideological underpinnings of the movement And that's been bubbling away for a long time. We have our own, you know, homegrown turfs um, here in Australia, um, unfortunately, so I can't say that it's entirely an imported movement. We've got um, the Victorian Women's Guild, which is run by Holly Lawford-Smith, who's a prominent professor of philosophy at the University of Melbourne. She's been really active in, you know, the last five years even trying to stir up anti-trans sentiment around the Victorian Birth, Deaths and Marriages campaign. Uh, there was, you know, a lot of um, public lectures and discussions about our right to exist and our right to have documents that reflect our gender identity without having invasive genital surgery first. And they were, fortunately for us, unsuccessful in birth certificate reform, but um, nonetheless, they, they continue to organise. So... Certainly we have our own here in Victoria. Um, they might not be as rich or as famous as people like J.K. Rowling, who is certainly probably the most influential trans-exclusionary radical feminist in the world today.
0: Yeah, I think that J.K. Rowling is, is the first person that you might think of when you're you're thinking about this group of people. And obviously Keen Minchell, who's visiting Australia, she's from the UK as well. So... Are these ideas from the UK, I suppose, getting fused with what we're already seeing and hearing here in Australia? Because this tour, it does seem quite organised.
1: Well, that's right. This didn't happen by accident that Keane Minchel ended up in Australia. She was sponsored by the Conservative Political Action Conference or CPAC Network as it's known, which is a really hard right conservative campaigning organisation that's, you know, at the moment just gearing up to campaign against the voice. So they've got an agenda, they're very clear about it, um, they've got a strategy and they're enacting it.
0: And I suppose the question is, I mean, how much support is she getting? And we've seen some politicians meet with her, haven't we, at these protests, people like Pauline Hanson and and Malcolm Roberts.
1: Yeah, she's definitely carved a niche out for herself amongst the, you know, hard right conservative politicians here in Australia, Pauline Hanson. Uh, certainly, you know, would be interested in speaking to a right-wing provocateur like her. Um, Similar kind of vibe, I suppose. But, you know, here in Victoria, it's very um, disappointing and alarming to see uh, Moira Deeming, who is a Liberal Western Metropolitan Senator, who's, you know, one of my representatives in my local area. All right. My
0: name's Moira Deeming. I'm a newly elected MP in the Victorian Parliament
1: not only meeting with her and attending the rally but using her you know very important time in the victorian parliament to campaign for people to um, support the key Minchel tour of australia and asking many people to attend people told me that i only got elected because nobody knew what i thought but i've been doing this for 15 years with my friends in the greens party and
0: the labor party and every party conceivable
1: and Moira Deeming's views were well known. Uh, It's not like she'd been unclear or backwards in coming forwards about the fact that anti-trans ideology was really the centre of her interests as a politician. And nonetheless, the Victorian Liberals chose to pre-select her. Whether or not Moira Deeming gets expelled from the Liberal Party, uh, we're still (laughs) stuck with her for the next four years.
0: Yeah, right, because she'd still be there as an independent... If we were to come back to the protests, Sam, I suppose what you're saying is it isn't really such a surprise to see neo-Nazis and anti-trans groups side by side, considering the ways in which those ideologies reinforce each other. The Victorian government is moving to ban the Nazi salute. That doesn't address anti-trans rhetoric, though, does it? So do you think that the government is doing enough to protect the trans community?
1: Uh, when it was re-elected, the Andrews government, one of the key promises to the LGBTIQ community was enhancing the anti-vilification protections to extend to the LGBTIQ community. And my understanding is they are planning on delivering on that promise at some point, but certainly this is a crucial moment where any efforts that can be made to make that happen as soon as possible, I think now is the time we've seen why it's so important this is an everyday issue for the trans and gender diverse community. We, you know, are starting to see our events targeted. The city of Mooney Valley had an event for young people um, late last year that was gatecrashed by Nazis that was in a park, a, just an end-of-year event for the rainbow community. We had another event that the city of Stonington and the Victorian Pride Centre attempt to put on in December last year that was cancelled due to the threat of Nazis. This is happening, it's happening all the time, and if it's not Nazis, it's far-right anti-trans people doxing trans activists or sharing offensive photos of them online, um digging up pre-transition photos and sharing their personal information about what their name was before they transitioned. You know this is this happens all the time in our community and it only adds to the disadvantages that we experience because of stigma and discrimination. We're not a community that is collectively doing super well in terms of our mental health. What we need is an opportunity to live our lives with dignity and with a sense of purpose. We don't need to be further discriminated against. So the anti-vilification legislation can't come soon enough.
0: Sam, thank you so much for your time.
1: Pleasure, thank you.
0: Mahler's music embodies the very essence of humanity. Experience his epic Song of the Earth with the Australian Chamber Orchestra, Richard Tognetti and internationally acclaimed opera stars Stuart Skelton and Catherine Carby. Opens May 12. Book now at aco.com.au Also in the news today... Labor has won government in New South Wales, with Chris Minns set to form government as the new premier. Outgoing Premier Dominic Perrottet said in his concession speech that he would also resign as the leader of the Liberal Party, leaving the party in search of new leadership as Perrottet, who's only 40 years old, steps down. The result leaves Tasmania as the only state with a coalition government. And mass protests continue in France over President Emmanuel Macron's use of his executive powers to force through lifting the retirement age for most workers from 62 to 64. Between 1.1 and 3.5 million French marched in protests across the country on Thursday last week, with ongoing protests forcing Britain's King Charles III to abandon a trip to the country on Sunday. Unions will hold another National Day of Action on Tuesday this week. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.